What's up? It's your boy Big Toe, and you already know what it is. You checking into the Laboratory Podcast. It's a movie every time you come over here. But I know a lot of y'all been waiting on episode five. But guess what? We don't got the sound effects from last time. But <laughs> episode five here, you feel me? So we gonna get right off to it. We got a lot of cool things to talk about. You know, stay to the end to hear the winner at a giveaway, especially if that's you. But we ain't gonna spend too much time fucking around. We gonna get right off into it. So the first thing I want to talk about this week is consistency. And I feel like I this really spoke to me. It's something I really want to talk about for a long time on the podcast. And the reason is, is because people talk about consistency as if it's easy to stay consistent, as if it's easy to just keep doing something. And I'm here to share my story with y'all. It's not because people tell me, oh, Tori, don't worry about your podcast. You're not going to have 100,000 views every time you step out. You're not going to have that because you're on episode five. Think about other platforms. They're on episode 1,000. But consistency is not easy. It's not always easy to just keep going to school. People tell you just keep working hard. But I can say one thing. If you love what you do, it's easier to be consistent than if you don't. Because honestly, every time I cut on this camera, I feel like I'm dropping some of the best content on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple. But that doesn't mean that it's always going to shake out the way it want, the way I want it to. And I feel like it's easy to be consistent when you're getting results, but is it easy to be consistent when you don't know if you're getting what you're putting in? Say you're putting in a whole bunch of work and you're not seeing those grades, you're not seeing that money, you're not seeing the results that you want. Is it easy to be consistent? Do we measure consistency by if we're getting closer to the goal or by if we just keep doing what we're, what we're supposed to be doing? Because, yeah, I could be consistent coming out with content every week. But if I'm consistently bad, is that good? Or would y'all rather me be consistently good? So it's like when I think of consistency, I think of the act of keep the act of continually doing something that's beneficial to you. And that's my version of consistency, because, yeah, you could be consistent with bad habits. You could be consistent with a lot of with a lot of things like that. But I want y'all to be consistently good at something that makes you happy. And I feel like. It's hard because when someone says, hey, Tori, don't worry about it. Like episode 100, you're going to go hard. You're going to have those views. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. But at the end of the day, they don't sit here and help set up every week. They don't turn on this camera. They they don't they don't come set up. They're not going to come here and help me look at these topics and talk to y'all. So all I'm going to say is consistency is not easy. But take time to actually identify your emotions and say, hey, this is hard instead of just saying, man, I just I got to be consistent. No, it's hard to be consistent. And I think the one thing we could do to try to be more consistent is be around people that's going to hold you accountable. That's going to say, hey, you're not getting the results you want, but keep going after it. And I'm going to say one other thing about being consistent. Keep your goal in mind, because one of my goals was to reach 100 views on the video. And I remember it because when I first started my podcast, I'm like, man, if I could just get 100 views, that would be amazing. I got 100 views on episode one, and now I want 5,000 subscribers. It's like you're not even consistent with your goals. You have to be consistent with your goals, consistent with your morals, consistent with your ethics, consistent with who you are if you really want to achieve consistency. Because if you're consistently faking something, how long can you be somebody else? I remember my mama used to tell me growing up, you can only be someone else for so long. You can only be someone else for so long. So I say, even though people make consistency sound like it's the easiest thing in the world, oh, just keep working hard. You know how hard it is because you're really putting in the work. And if you're listening to this podcast and you really putting in the work, take some time to acknowledge how far you've came. Because it's easier to see, to be consistent when you're seeing that and when you're saying, yeah, I made another episode. I did another homework assignment. I made it happen. I went to the gym again today. It's easier to be consistent when you're rewarding yourself. Reward yourself to be consistent. I feel like we all could become more consistent. But I really want to be more consistent. I want to push out more content. But I can be honest and tell y'all, it's not as easy as it looks to just turn on this camera and talk. I 
I have to go make sure I look right because, you know, some of us have insecurities. And I'm going to be honest, I don't always feel like I look the best on camera. So I have to make sure that's right. I have to make sure the camera is right. I got to make sure the team is right. I got to make sure other parts of my life so I could clear out Friday just to do a podcast. So homework got to be done early. But to stay consistent, you really need to, one, you need to know your goal. Two, you need to reward yourself. And three, you need to surround yourself with people who are trying to be consistent as well. Because if you don't have the team around you and they're not trying to be consistent, it's going to be hard for you. And four, don't beat yourself up. Other people are going to make it seem like it's easy, but if they're not in there doing the work with you, then of course it's easy to them. Of course it's easy for them to come around and just see what you do and tell you, oh, keep going at it. You're going to get somewhere. And of course, but if they not really sitting there, don't feel like it's easy to try to downplay yourself. Like I tell you on this podcast all the time, feel your emotions. Don't don't beat yourself up to the point that you feel bad for feeling away. But no, feel that and say, man, it's hard to be consistent at this. But what do I truly want? And if it's something you truly want, go after it. I feel like consistency comes up and it tests us to see if we really want something. To see if you, re- if you really want it, you're going to be consistent. You're going to keep going after it. If you don't, it's going to help you get out of a lot of things that you don't want to do. If you don't want to consistently go to a gym and you only go in there to try to impress somebody or see somebody there or something like that, it's going become- to come a time where life is going to test you to see you're going to have 10 business meetings. You're going to have your kids. You're going to have some other obligation. And it's going to test to see if you really want to go to that gym or not. It's going to test to see if you really want to do that. But if you really want it, you're going to be consistent. First step of consistency is being yourself because you have to really want it to be consistent. And I really want this. So hold me accountable. An episode going to come out every week. You want to know why? Because I want to be consistent because I surround myself with consistent people because I surround myself with consistent people. I have to say that twice for y'all who are around people who aren't holding you accountable. And I reward myself. This is the fifth episode. It's a milestone. If you really fuck with me, <laughs> send me a message. Send anything. Anything y'all send really, really keep me going. But I'm saying reward yourself for being consistent. And fuck the people who just say it's easy because it's not. Consistency Test your will to keep going. If you love it, if you care about it, if you really are passionate about it, you will continue to be consistent. If you don't, it will help you get out of things that you don't want to do. So love consistency because it's going to show you the true value and the true and the true one in your life. If you really want something or you don't. And that's why we got to fall in love with consistency. But we cannot lie to ourselves that says it's easy because then we're taking away the credit that we need to give ourselves to keep being consistent. And that's one thing. I just wanted to start off the podcast with that because I love y'all. Y'all consistently watch my podcast. Y'all consistently support me and I'm going to consistently be there for y'all. So I just wanted to start off that way. Another thing we go talk about is accountability. And we kind of talked about this with consistency. So with accountability. It's hard to always hold yourself accountable. Some of us live in a world where we act like nothing is our fault. Some of y'all watching this, you don't have to be honest right now. You act like nothing is your fault. It's always on somebody else. And some of us live on the other side of the spectrum to the fact of everything's our fault. No one else has ever done anything wrong to us. Even if they done it wrong, it was our fault for not overcoming it. And you have to find out where you are on that scale. But what I can tell, what I can tell you is if you don't hold yourself accountable, you're not going to be happy with your life. And the reason you're not going to be happy is because like we talked about in consistency, when you do find things that you really care about, you're not going to hold yourself accountable to say, this is something I needed to make time for. But I'm not just talking about holding yourself accountable. I'm talking about holding other people in your circle accountable today. Because there's people who will say, oh, I'm going to be there for you. Oh, I'm, I'm always going to support you. And what I found out when creating this podcast, some of the people that you love the most will not support you. And it hurts. It hurts to see them move around and go support somebody they don't even know. They won't buy your T-shirt, but they'll go spend their money at Gucci. They'll go spend their money somewhere else. You feel me? And I feel like a lot of us, we're bored. We're tired. We're bored and tired. So when we do experience that from a friend or somebody we call a loved one or family member, you know what we do? We accept it. We tolerate it because we say, hey, I've been cool with this person for 10 years. I don't want to leave the friendship alone. Hey, this person, I grew up with them. They my brother. I don't want them not to be my brother. Hey, that's my sister. That's just how we how we are. 
That's just how she is. But if you can take time to hold yourself accountable, you got to hold the people around you accountable. Accountable to be the people that they told you they would be. Accountable to be the people that they want to be for themselves. And when I say that, if you see your friend going after something and you don't hold them accountable and you know they really want it, you a bad friend. Because my friends, every time I don't tap into this podcast, or every time I tell them I feel doubt, they're like, no, Tori, you got to keep going. Your real friends is going to hold you accountable to your journey, and they're not going to try to impede it. If anything, they're going to try to assist you on reaching that goal. But you have to be able to hold your circle accountable, and they got to be able to hold you accountable. And to actually hold your circle accountable means sometimes you got to go there and actually go do that with that person. You know what, Jaden? You're not going to be able to make it to the gym today or you don't feel like going. But guess what? I'm going to get up and go with you. Even though I don't want to go to the gym, I'm going to go with you because I'm holding you accountable to your goal, bro. You want to lose this weight, we're going to do it together. That's what a real friend does. And we can't just keep making excuses for people in our lives who want these high who want these high positions in your life. Some people, they want you to tell you all. They want you to tell them all your secrets. They want you to, to give all of your life to them, your effort, your loyalty, your trust, your respect. They want it all. But they don't want you to hold them accountable to be the people that they're supposed to be to be in those positions. If you so-called my sister, you should be able to hold me accountable. I should be able to count on you. You should be accountable. When I say, hey, can you be here? Can you come here? Can you come support? You should be able to do that. If you can't, you should be able to let me know. But we can't always make excuses for people not being accountable for us when we're accountable for everybody else. And you can't always make excuses where everybody else it's to blame all the time. And I really want to talk to y'all people too. The people who they don't take any accountability, y'all have a problem. Look, people can step in your way and they can do certain things, but you know if you really don't want to do something. And I think that leads back to what we was talking about with consistency. You can't hold yourself accountable if you really don't want to do it. The core of consistency and accountability is the desire to get it done. If you don't have the desire to get it done, you will never be accountable and you will never be consistent. So that's the core of it all. That's why a lot of the core of this, of the stuff we talk about in this podcast is knowing yourself enough to be honest with yourself. Let me say that again. Knowing yourself enough to be honest with yourself, but let me change it. Loving yourself enough to be honest with yourself. Loving yourself enough to say, hey, I don't want to go to the gym today because I'm lazy. Because I went three days in a row and I saw that person body on social media. And even though I want it, I don't want to work that hard for it. Or I'm not there yet in my life. Or that person is doing that and that's good for them, but I'm not there yet in my life. Love yourself enough to be honest with yourself. And that's the first way you can hold yourself accountable. You can hold other people accountable because you can't keep accepting bullshit when you're not putting out bullshit. If you're going to hold your friends accountable, they need to do the same. If they're not, you have to let them know. And you got to be willing to have those conversations. We can't just keep people around who don't help us be consistent, who don't help us be accountable, who don't help us be happy just because they've been our friends for 10 years, just because they've been around forever. It's somebody you can meet two weeks from now and they could be a better friend than somebody you've known for two years. But we it all starts with yourself. You have to know your wants and your desires and you got to hold yourself accountable to it. Because I don't want y'all to live lives that's unfulfilled. You have to know your true desire before you can even get to these points. But be consistent. And if you're not going to do something someday, write down why. I did that. I said, today I woke up. I thought about not doing this podcast. And I looked at my phone. I said, all right, if I'm not going to do it, I need to make up an explanation, not an excuse, an explanation on why I'm not doing this podcast today. All I could think about was excuses. So here I am. <laughs> here I am shooting this fucking podcast. Again. Ooh, let me take a sip of the trap. If I can't explain to myself honestly why I can't do something, then I know I'm making an excuse. I know I'm making an excuse. And the only way you can be consistent and accountable is if you don't make those excuses to yourself. Be honest with yourself. There's no reason for me not to have turned on this camera today. And now that I'm sitting in front of it, I'm so happy that I did. Because I was honest. I was just being lazy. But lazy Tory is not around no more. Big toes in the building. Big toes in the building. If you And if you really want to be big toe, you feel me? <laughs> Hold yourself accountable and be consistent. 
Consistency is not easy. Accountability is not easy. But if it's something you really want, you got to hold yourself to those standards and bring people around in your life that will hold you to those standards. And if you are practicing that, reward yourself. And at the end of the day, everybody love yourself. Because I don't care if y'all don't care about y'all paths. Well, I do care if y'all don't care about y'all paths, but I want y'all to know I care about y'all. When y'all support me, I support y'all. So another thing we're going to talk about today on the podcast is how to be a good friend. Because friendship comes up so much. And this is really at the core of who I am because I feel like I'm the greatest friend. Like, I call, I check on people, I make sure people are straight, I go with you to do what you want to do, I help you. You know, it's so much things, I, it's so many things I'll do as a friend, but you have to know your friend to be a good friend. And what I mean by that is y'all have to communicate what you want as a friend and what you want. What you don't want as a friend. I feel like we put so much time into romantic relationships. We always talk about, hey, you got to sit down and establish this with your partner. You got to do this and that when you're in a romantic relationship. We don't sit down and have those conversations that we have with romantic partners that we could have with our friends. Because some of us require different things. Some friends, they need you to call them. They want to talk to you throughout the week. You got other friends where they don't care if you call them. But I feel like at the basis, the first step to being a good friend is to sit down with your friend and ask them, what do you, what is truly a good friend to you? Because some of us just think, oh, let me just be my natural self and it's going to be a good friend to this person. But they might require more or they might require less than what you naturally are. And that's okay. Some people don't want to talk to you every day and they feel like we can be great friends. I just don't want to talk every day. I feel like first step, sitting down, establishing what a good friend is. The second step, and I know y'all are tired of me saying this, really tell your friends your social patterns. So what I mean by that is tell your friend how much you like to communicate. Tell your friend truly, 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 truly how much support you need. And I say that because there's some friends who they need a lot of support. They want you to show up to their recital. They want you to be at their basketball game. They want you to be at their mama cookout. But other friends, they're like, I don't need you to do all of that. I just need you to hit me up once a week and we good. So it's like actually know how much support your, your friends need because I've had relationships where it's like I feel like I was at a time in my life where I needed a lot of support. And none of my friends was there. But then I had to ask myself, are they even those type of people who support that much? Am I asking something of them that isn't indicative of the person that they truly are? And it's like, you have to know, you have to have friends for different things. You might have one friend that you could call and talk to, and they're going to work out your emotions with you. But you also might have a friend that is like, hey, I got depression issues. So when you call me with your depression, it makes me depressed. You feel me? So I feel like you need to be honest on both sides of the coin, on both sides. Either you're the friend, you might be the friend who calls and checks on people, or you might be the friend that needs to be called to be checked on. But I feel like my final step of being a good friend is knowing what, well, it's not my final step. It's more than three steps, but you need to know where you are in life and you need to be able to be honest because sometimes you need a friend more than other times. And you need to be able to communicate it. It was times where, man, when my grandma died, my granddad died, I needed a friend. Like, I needed somebody to call. And a lot of my friends, they not used to me needing something because I'm the strong friend. I'm the one you call if you want to get your life together, if you want to be around some love, if you want to just feel, have a good time and be around some real energy, just to be around a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be around a real nigga, fuck with a real nigga, hang out with Big Toe, I'm that friend. But it's like when I needed something, my friends wasn't used to that. They wasn't used to me crying. They wasn't used to any of that. So actually be a good friend, you got to be vulnerable. And you got to be able to be vulnerable with those people. Because my thing about being a friend, and this is how I think of friendship, I shouldn't have to act with you how I act with the rest of the world. And what I mean by that is when I go outside, when you go to class, of course you're not trying to be crying in class and, and making yourself look a certain way. You're not going to be fully vulnerable in those settings. But 
when you around your friends or you around your family, you shouldn't have to put on no front. I should be able to come outside in the joggers, you feel me? No haircut. What's up, my nigga? You feel me? And just kick it. Not saying I, I would be bummy or dirty or smelly, but I'm saying like I shouldn't have to put up the front with you that most of us have to put on put up to the rest of the world when we at work, when we at school. Like I should be able to call you and be like, man, today was fucked up. And you should be able to do that. And if I don't trust you enough to do that, then we're not at that level yet. And you also have to, also, lastly, you have to know the difference between an associate and a friend. Because an associate and a friend is very different. You have to know your levels. So, like, my levels, I don't have friend. Friend isn't a level for me. You're the family or you're an associate. I, I don't really do the gray area shit. Because I always, I'm kind of crazy. So, I think about a lot of bullshit. I think about, like, what if we at the club and, like, somebody throw a bottle at me. And they about to jump me and, like, beat my ass with a whole bunch of shoes or something. And you like, yeah, I'm your friend, but I'm not that much of your friend that I'm going to help you fight these niggas. You feel me? Like, that shit scares me. So, at that point, <laughs> at that point, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, you either fam or you not. You either gang or you not. Because I'm scared of the friendship or the gray area. That shit scares me. But that's why I say y'all got to talk about that. Because you can ask my friends. I don't ask all of them. If we out and we get into a fight, what we doing? You feel me? Like these are the talks that you need to have with your friend. And I feel like we put all of this time into romantic relationships. Oh, when do you want to go on dates? Oh, when do you like to communicate? Oh, oh, what to do when you sad? What to do when you angry? What to do when you depressed? But do we put the same energy into our friendships? Like we should. Not saying you should treat them like the people you fucking <laughs> because you're not fucking them. But I feel like it should be comparable. You should be able to ask your friend like, hey, bro, what? What's some tactics I can do for you when you mad? Like, bro, how do you like to be supported? Sis, how you like to be supported when you upset? You feel me? Do you want me to come over there and talk to you? Are you more of the people that you need your space? Like, what you need from me as a friend? I feel like we got to have those conversations. Because you don't want to be the nigga out there getting stumped out in the middle of the street. And you ain't had that talk with your mans. And he like, yeah, bro, I I, I should I would have told you, bro. I, I ain't fighting for nobody, bro. Like, I, I don't do that. Like, you need to know your friends. Because you'll end up going out to the club with your college friends and getting stumped out and getting beat up and getting pissed on and a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> you feel me? And they'll tell you, like, we are not like that. And then you go find out the worst way. They're like, ah, oh, fuck these people. They didn't let me get out there and get stumped out. Nigga, they up the brick of doo on you. And you feel me? You out there scared, shaking like a scripper out there. You feel me? And now they up the brick of doo on you. You feel me? And you out there shaking like a stripper. Because you didn't even know your friends wasn't like that. Keep your friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I keep going on this topic, but this is a really good topic. Also, know what your friends do. Do not take your school friends to a street event and expect street shit out of them. You feel me? Don't take your friend to the block where, where you know the ops is sliding and slipping and sliding and they up in the blick of dudes and they, they doing all of that if that's your college friend. Don't put your friends in no bad situations. Listen, if you the friend and you a bitch, uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying like you a bitch like that, but if you know you're not a scrapper, bro, don't be trying to go out with your, you feel me? Like if you the hood friend, bro, don't try to bring your college friend to the hood. You feel me? You know, make sure it's safe for them. You feel me? I just feel like that's, that's one good thing of being a good friend. Not putting them in compromises situation if you know the cops is looking for you they out for you why you gonna go chill at your man's house like don't put your friends in no fucked up situation also don't take your single friends out to cheat you feel me if you a fucking cheater don't be out <laughs> oh no take your single friend i'm saying don't take your friend in a relationship your friend got a relationship of 12 years do you want to go out and cheat at the club tonight and now you the took bro with you and now he in an uncompromised situation because when your girl find out you cheated she calling his girl <laughs> she calling his girl and she like yeah so and so and so and so was out here cheating together. You like, man, why you why you even drag me into that shit? I ain't want to be into that. You feel me? So uh, watch out for your friends. Know which friend is for what. Know your study friends. Know your party friends. Know your street friends. Know your get it done friends. Know your overall just all time good friends. Like set up some different categories. Cause I just saw some niggas in the hood that shouldn't be in the hood. <laughs> Y'all is crazy. Y'all is crazy. These niggas are filling out police reports or something happened. You feel me? Uh, keep them out the streets. You feel me? But the next thing we're going to talk about is beauty standards. And we're going we gonna to get honest on this bitch. I'm a chubby nigga. I'm a fat nigga. Kind of to some people. And when I click on social media and I see all these people with the, with the big, you feel me? They big body. They got, the, they got the six pack. They out there. I'm like, damn. Damn. 
No, nobody. Nobody liking my picture, nigga. They walking out here. You feel me? I'm a gorilla in a fucking zoo. These niggas marching on the beat. You feel me? They marching on the beach. And it's like, it's like, bro, this is what we compare ourselves to. And I feel like a social media made it worse. It's like you see everybody. And it's like everybody looks like a supermodel. Everybody looks like a supermodel. And you just like, damn, I want to look like that. Like. You can tell some of the skinny girls out here, they feel like, damn, I want to be a little bit thicker. You feel me? I'm trying to show this ass. You feel me? I'm trying to show this ass. You feel me? And some of the niggas out here, they like, damn, nigga, I'm fat. I'm trying to get the six pack out here. But what I can say is don't let what other people are doing determine your value to yourself. Man, you got to be beautiful to yourself because you could be the most beautiful person in the world. But if you don't believe it, it means absolutely nothing. So it's like, sometimes you got to know when to log off social media. But if you do want to change the way your body is, and I'm in that process, I want to get in the gym a little bit more. Like we said, be honest with yourself. Don't be going out there like, I'm going to get in the gym seven days a week. And you and you ain't went to the gym one day in one year. You feel me? Just be honest and be like, man, I'm going to get in there. You feel me? But I'm saying, don't let what these people are doing on social media, like, don't always compare yourself to them. Because that shit will lead you to depression. Because just because these people look like this on social media don't mean, man, a lot of shit is edited. I don't mean to be a hater, but a lot of that shit is edited. And it'll also, man, that don't determine your heart. But if somebody, just because you look a certain way don't make you a certain type of person. Like, what is it to be a supermodel and have an ugly personality? Like, yeah, it's different things we want to change about ourselves. But what I can say is we let these beauty standards define us too much. Being beautiful takes a lot of different definitions. Beautiful people have beautiful hearts. You feel me? You could be bad on the gram, but that don't mean you bad in real life. Because you have to know somebody for real to really know if they that. And y'all know what I'm talking about. There's some people out here that they ugly and they ugly. Ugly, ugly. There's some people who they cute and they ugly. It's some people who, they might not be the biggest showstoppers when you look at them. You look at their face, you're like, oh, no, nah, they not that. But you get to know them, they're them some of the best people. So it's like, as far as beauty standards, we constantly feel the societal pressure to, to go to whatever the norm is. Like, if people, if dark-skinned people in right now, people be trying to tan and be darker. You see people trying to bleach their skin to be like, like, it, it feels like we always following it. First, it wasn't too, it wasn't good to be thick. Everybody wanted to be skinny out here. And now thickness is in. Everybody want to be thick. Everybody want to be dragging a wagon down. You feel me? You feel me? Dragging a wagon with a dungeon dragon. Everybody want to be into that. But it's like, are you going to let these standards define who you are to yourself? Are you really going to let these standards define you? Now, you have to know if you really feel like it's something wrong with you, with the way you look, or are you just mad that you don't look like that person? Because if you like, damn, I don't even want to be skinnier. I just, I just feel like that person looks better than me. That's more confidence than it is how you feel, how, how beautiful you truly are. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's some people who they not that they not even that cute, but they confidence makes them look good. You look good when you confident. Man, when you step in the room, you know, and I step in the room and there's a big toe in the building, you know, I'm glowing. You feel I look like a honey bun on this camera. I'm really looking good today. You feel if you're watching the audio version, you might have to click on the video version just to see how good a nigga looking today. You feel me? But I'm saying like confidence really radiates. Now, if you do want to make some changes to your body, do that. But I'm saying you gotta feel like you beautiful already to make those changes. Like, don't, don't let these standards of how these people look on the gram tell you that you any less beautiful. Because y'all all are beautiful. In some way or another, you beautiful. And I'm not saying y'all are beautiful to me. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to even cap to y'all. I'm not going to cap to y'all. But I'm saying, you beautiful to somebody. But the first person you got to be beautiful to is yourself. Because this is what'll happen. You will go out there looking for attention. Because you don't have, you not have that self-confidence. You don't have it to be like, damn, I look beautiful. So you're going to go out and do a whole bunch of shit for clout and attention. And one day it's not going to be there. You can't rely on somebody else to tell you you're beautiful. You can't rely on some likes, some retweets, some, some DMs. You want to know why? One day it won't be there. You can't get full off of all of these empty calories. 
all of these empty calories of people telling you something and now you relying on them to determine your self-worth. Your self-worth starts with you. If you want to look a little bit better, I say just just make your hygiene better. And one thing I did is I went to go get my hair cut more. As a man, I went to go get a mani-pedi. You feel me? I took a little bit more self-care. I brush my hair now, putting on the do-rag. I buy clothes that fit me, you feel me? Because chubby niggas, we had this problem. We try to buy shirts that's too small for us. You feel me? But, like, start with just really just taking better care of yourself and then writing down the things that you love about yourself. And after you have some things you love, like, I know I'm funny as hell. I know I got a great personality. I know I'm smart. So it's like, I'm not going to let all oh, the outside looking in determine how I feel about myself. Yeah, I could lose a little bit of weight. But me losing weight not going to change the person I am. And that's truly where beauty lies is the person I am. Not just in how I look, but the person I am. And I just want y'all all to know, y'all all look beautiful to somebody. You feel me? So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Don't let these beauty standards define you. Define what beautiful is to you and be that. So we're going to go into platonic friendships. <sighs> Man, we got to get into this because some of y'all don't believe in this shit. And I ain't going to lie. Y'all a little creepy to me. If you don't feel like you can be friends with somebody without trying to fuck them, you're a weirdo. I just got to be honest straight up, man. You weird because it's, you shouldn't have to be like friends with the opposite sex. Like when you friends with these people, you shouldn't have to want to fuck them. Like you should be able to have a friend that you're not trying to but private parts with you know what i'm saying whatever whatever you you identify as or whatever your get out is as far as the dating i feel like you should be able to have platonic friendships and you shouldn't be able out here trying to fuck everything like what's wrong with y'all like why do y'all want to fuck everything and then i feel like the people who don't believe in platonic friendships make it hard for people who are in relationships to believe in them because when you see when you're in a relationship say me and like your girl, she got platonic friends, but you know a lot of niggas don't believe in platonic friends. It make you look at them and be like, hey, are y'all platonic or not? Because it's like, what is what did you want? You feel me? And I feel like, especially as a man, i on a deeper level, I feel like women should be able to have men around them that aren't trying to fuck them. And I'm I wanna talk to my boys, yeah, I wanna talk to my bros, but women, I'm pretty sure you can agree with me. Women are some of your best friends. They will support you. They will hold you down. And they will be honest with you. To the bros out there, bro. Y'all do not have to try to have sex with everything. Sometimes it's cool for somebody to be a friend. And I know somebody might be a great person. And they might look all right. And you might feel like, man, I really want to mess with this person. But some friendships aren't. They not to that point of you having to be sexually intimate with that person for it to be something. Sometimes things are good. It's just being friends. And just because somebody's a great person don't mean you have to date them. Now, it's different if you feel like it's a connection there and y'all really like each other. But I feel like the platonic, you know, when you just kind of friends with somebody and like when you really became gang, you feel me? Like when you really became gang, y'all already know what it is. You feel me? You, you already know what it is. So that's how it goes with that. But at the same time, you shouldn't really be trying to out here just fuck your friends. You feel me? You shouldn't be trying to do that at all. I don't feel like that's the move. I don't feel like that's really the move when it comes to your friends. And then also, another group of people who are really weird is people who play like they're your friends. And then they want to try to, like, pursue something. And I feel like that's even creepier because it's like you've literally been my friend for, like, 10 years and the whole time you like me like i know people write love stories and shit like that and like so for some of y'all it might be cool for me it's a little weird because it's like i came to you and i talked to you about stuff like i talked to you about my girlfriend my current relationships or love interests and it's like was you just sitting around waiting and telling me information like oh no you shouldn't mess with that person no more but really, secretly, you wanted to be with me? Like, I feel like that's weird. So I feel like to just avoid that, y'all should just be up front. Like, stop trying to be friends with people you're trying to fuck. Because then it fucks up everything else in the ecosystem. You feel me? In the date ecosystem, y'all out here fucking it up. You feel me? You out here acting jealousy of friends, significant others, because you really like them. All of that. Like, I feel like that's weird. Like, be honest. Because 
not even I'm not saying if you come and tell somebody you like them, it has to end the friendship, but they would know what to come to you with and what not to come to you with. I won't bring my dating issues to somebody who likes me. And even though if it might fuck up the friendship, if you really friends with me, you care about me and you wouldn't want me to be put in a fucked up situation where I got to tell my significant other, like, yeah, um, this person likes me and it's weird, but I feel like if you truly a friend, be a friend, um, don't be just out here trying to fuck your friend. Now y'all are people who can do the friends with benefits and shit. I'm not talking to y'all. Y'all are different. Y'all are some goblins, some gremlins. You feel me? Y'all, y'all knew y'all was friends, but y'all still fucked each other because y'all some gremlins. Y'all could do whatever y'all want. But for me, if you my friend, be my friend. If you trying to be anything more, no. <laughs> but let a nigga know so I won't be friends with you because sometimes people take people as being friendly as liking them and that's not always what that means sometimes you could just be cool with somebody and that's enough so to my bros out there don't just try to fuck everything to my ladies out there don't try to fuck everything either because you might really miss out on a great friendship because you felt like it was more important to satisfy your lust for the moment and then you lose a lifetime friend just over some lust like, really think about it. And also, if you don't really want to be with your friend, don't just be like, oh, I just want to fuck you as my friend one time. You kind of bad, and I'm going to keep pushing. Like, I feel like it's only cool to take that step outside of that if y'all know that y'all are really going to be together, be rocking like that. Other than that, I don't think y'all need to just fuck each other one time because I feel like it never really goes that way. It never truly goes that way. And then friends to friendship are muggy and just unless y'all are really going to become booed up, boyfriend, relationship type shit. Mm. Leave that shit alone. Either be somebody's friend or don't. So, next situations we're going to get into is some corny shit that happened. And I don't even like giving people like this no light on my platform because I don't like talking about weird niggas. But <laughs> something we're going to talk about today is 6 9 pressing the guy Perkyo who be acting like he little Dirk. First off, I want to start, I'm not down with the whole fake little Dirk, fake Drake wave. I don't care how old you are. It's a different level of weird to be running around this world trying to become famous and make millions off of impersonating somebody. And if Perkyo is a kid, if he's 16, 17, all right, I understand. I still think that shit is weird to try to base a whole career off of being the fake version of somebody. Like, can y'all imagine if the fake Big Toe was running around here? Like, I would really look at you like, bro, you dedicate your life to being a fake version of me? Like, let's just first attack that. Like, that's, that's, that's super weird. But the whole situation with him and 6 9 I'll break it down to the people who didn't know of it. So, Perkyo, he didn't gotten a couple videos. I think one video with Lil Dirk. He making his whole career off of, like, being a fake Lil Dirk. He done done YouTube videos. A whole bunch of weird shit to me, but I guess it's cool to other people on social media. But <laughs> he was basically setting up a video to do with another YouTuber. I think his name is, like, Steve Will Do It or something. He was doing a collab. And when he got to the collab or the video that was about to shoot, I guess the guy told him, like, hey, 6 9 upstairs, but he thought the guy was joking. Since he's so cool with Lil Durk and he'd have been around him in music videos and stuff, he kind of feel like some loyalty to Lil Durk because Lil Durk just shouted him out, you know, made him like a household name. It's the reason we know him. So he goes to shoot the video, and I guess he didn't really know that 6 9 was going to be there, and 6 9 pulled up. And, like, he surrounded him with a whole bunch of people and put a jacket over him. And on the back of the jacket, it was a picture of King Von, like, with some angel wings. It was very demonic, you feel me? Basically playing off the fact that, like, little, um, that King Von is dead now, is deceased. Recipes to King Von. And how I feel about the situation is I feel like 6ix9ine do a lot of weird shit. I don't really fuck with him. I don't really want to talk about him too much on my platform. But one thing I can say is he literally, like, is one of the worst people it's like bro you're not gangster till you do some gangster shit to some gangsters if you really like that bro press little dirt press people like that i can't stand people who get into beef and like situations with people and they trying to press people family members they trying to press little kids they trying to press women they trying to press children like Bro, if you really got some beef to with somebody else, go do that. I hate when people bring other people into it because you can legitimately see on the video that the guy was scared. Like, he didn't know what to do. He didn't want to turn it down because he don't want to get beat up out here and he don't want to get war started that way. But at the same time, you could just see he was shaking. 
And I would just say, 6ix9ine, you're really a corny-ass bitch. Because you really brought somebody into this shit that didn't have to be into it. And it's like, you want to run around here acting so gangster, hiding behind security, goons, all of this shit, bro. You never be real. You're never going to be ever, ever invited on the Laboratory Podcast. Because you don't even move with loyalty. You don't move with, with no type of code. And I feel like the people who follow him now are even stupid because they take time and they actually following somebody who just snitched on a whole other group of people before. How y'all gonna follow a nigga and he just snitched on other people? Like, oh yeah, bro, he did. He snitched on them. He not gonna snitch on them. Y'all niggas is dumb. I'm not going to jail for nobody. And I feel like, bro, you lame and you do all of this stuff to people and then you, you provoke people and then after you provoke them, you want to tell. So it's like, it's just weird, bro. I feel like you should stop doing everything you're doing. If you're real, come out, apologize. But you can never apologize for six. You know what, Six Don? Just fuck you. It, it ain't nothing you can do to redeem yourself. You a weird nigga. You always going to be a weirdo. And fuck you. Fuck your rainbow hair. Fuck all of that shit. You corny. And I hope you know that, bro. Just always know that you a cornball trying to bring people who not into street shit into street shit. When you know this whole time, 12 months from now, when this shit is in the courtroom, you're going to sit there and detail everything that happened and be crying in the courtroom acting like a little bitch. You feel me? Because that's what you do, bro. You are. Everybody always wants to. Everybody wants to point fingers and everything. And they always a victim in the courtroom. But outside of that shit, they a general. They a boss in the streets. Boy, you a bitch. You, and, and you really a bitch for bringing a kid into it. And that's fucked up. And I wish you would try to do that to somebody who really into that life. And you would see that it's not like that. But it's like you want to pick on people who are easy to pick on. You don't want to really go after nobody. You don't re- Just like you got that other kid. You got him to go shoot at some people. And then sat in the courtroom and snitched on him. And he's sitting in jail. But you told him to go do it. You don't take accountability. You're not a man. And that's why I call you a bitch. Because that's how you act. You will put certain energy out in the world, but you going to cower away from it because you a hoe-ass nigga. And that's how I feel. Now, with the DJ Envy wife situation, if y'all don't know, they was doing an interview with, with um the Shade Room. First off, why the fuck, DJ Envy? Would you ever do an interview with the Shade Room and think that's some shady shit not going to come out? The only reason the Shade Room is out here doing interviews is to make headlines. They out here trying to fuck with people. But what? <laughs> I swear, the Shade Room is the shadiest place ever. They out here trying to get content. They out here trying to create a story. I don't know what they was on there for. But somewhere in the conversation, they sex life came up. <sighs> DJ Envy wife, respect to her. She went on there and she said that like he don't make her orgasm. And like he she talked about even some of his infidelity issues with him cheating in the past. And like, I just really feel like, why do y'all wait to get on shows? To go embarrass y'all significant other. Like, this is something that you could sit down and talk to a sex therapist about. Like, even if you don't mean it, you have to know this. Like, DJ Envy Wife, you might have had some of the best... Like, you might have wanted to create the best situation to just be honest on camera. But you have to know... Your man works in a social media field. Like, he's a social influencer. So, even you saying something like, you don't make... He don't make you orgasm... They not going to take the full clip of what you said and listen to the full context of it. They're going to shrink it down, and now they're going to bully this man. And I really want to talk about this because y'all will be the people that when a man goes up there to the to the breakfast club and he says some slick shit to DJ Envy, like, nigga, fuck you, nigga. You can't even make your bitch come. And DJ Envy slapped the shit out of him. I want y'all to remember this moment, this exact moment, because... You might not have meant to, but you now made it easy for him. He been getting clowned on social media the whole time. This is literally identical to the Will Smith situation. You open up a place for people to come at your significant other and, and to clown them. And now we expected DJ Envy to have the toughest skin. Because as soon as he responded to do something, we're going to say he's soft. We're going to say he's corny. We're going to say, bro, why you even care about that? But somebody's going to go up there and test him. And if he slapped the shit out of one of y'all, I would be back here on the podcast again to talk about it. Because y'all are weird, bro. And for all the people out there that's out here talking about DJ Envy, nigga, you ain't made every, you ain't made every girl you mess with orgasm or come. Let's be honest. And for all the Women out there, or whoever you didn't dealt with as a sexual partner, man, y'all ain't always had the best performances. So don't sit here and try to clown somebody else like you just to go out here and having sex. You feel me? But honestly, I feel like some of these talks should not be 
on social media. Let's go talk to a sex therapist. If y'all want to get y'all sexual relationship, what y'all sitting down with the shade room for? It's people who specialize in this shit. Go talk to them because they can actually help you. All the shade room go do is blow it up and bring more drama into your life. DJ Envy, you a dumb motherfucker for even sitting down with them, bro. And I feel bad for you because they about to clown you on the internet for the rest of the year. Why the fuck is you sitting down with the shade room, bro? Don't sit down with them and talk about shit, bro. You, you got a platform where you could come... And promote your shit. Y'all just as big, bro. Why not go on Hot 97 or the Breakfast Club and promote your shit, bro? You don't don't put don't surround yourself around weird energy in DJ Envy because that's what you get at the end of the day. And I'm not about to be one of them niggas, bro. Like, honestly, off all of the funny shit. I hope that you literally like get past this, bro, and you don't let this affect your mental health. Because this shit like that affects a man's pride. And bro, I hope you just don't let that eat you alive. And to DJ's Envy wife. I know you must might have meant good, but you honestly opened up a door for people to clown him. And I hope you're there to support him through all of his mental health issues that's going to come from this or, or all of the backlash he might take because he going to need you. And this might be a situation where it pull y'all even stronger to get closer. And I hope y'all find love and peace throughout the situation. But I want y'all to know people are going to try to try y'all. And y'all have to stand together and be a unit through that time. So I hope y'all able to do that for y'all relationship on some serious shit. Now, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons in the playoffs. Ben Simmons, you a bum. KD got kicked out the playoffs. And I cried about it, nigga. I cried about it. I was sad. I was real fucking sad, bro, because KD a real nigga, man. He got kicked out of the playoffs. Ben Simmons, you couldn't come back for game four? You couldn't try one game, bro? You a soft-ass nigga. You soft as hell. Like, I want you to know that. You are really soft. Like, you soft and a bitch. You feel me? Because it's like, bro, some you dragging this mental health shit at this point. I don't even know if you really got mental health issues. You saying you got back spasm, but they really a mental health issue. And if you do have mental health issues, bro, be honest with that. But to keep over here putting it out like you're going to play, and then you're not going to play. And then you're going to play, and then you're not going to play. And then you're not going to play. And then you're going to play, and then you're not going to play. Just stop playing with people. Either play or don't fucking play, Ben Simmons. We don't care anymore. Now, as far as the rest of the playoffs, D-Book, you hurt. That hurts me. I want D-Book to get better. The Warriors... And Memphis are going against each other next round. I feel like the Warriors going to win because Memphis, they they a young team. They be fucking around a lot. The Warriors not going to fuck around that much. They going to make you pay for the mistakes that you make. So that's one thing. Boston and um, Boston and the Celtics. No, Boston and fuck. Nigga, I haven't been praying for Boston and the Milwaukee Bucks should have a great series. My bad, y'all. A nigga over here, man. They should have a great series. Uh, I think the Bucks might pull it out just because they got the best player. But I can say it seemed like the Celtics got a lot of depth. So it's going to be an interesting series. Also, I just saw CP3 close out New Orleans Pelicans. That was dope. He he didn't miss a shot all game. I don't know, man. He fucked y'all over. Hmm. I just think the playoffs is really exciting this year. Now, for all y'all that's out there with the fan doing shit, you feel me? Like... This is this is where you might want to keep the money lines to yourself. You might want not want to bet on a winner. You feel me? Because it's getting crazy. Like like with this last Minnesota uh, Memphis game, you might not want to bet on a winner, man. You might not get that shit. That might not go like that for you. So just <laughs> be careful out there to my money line. And they call me Perry the Parlay Pickle Pepper. Because I'm out here picking all the parlays. They call me Perry the Parlay Pickle Pepper. They call me Perry the Parlay Pickle Pepper. You feel me? I'm out here hitting on every parlay. I ain't going to lie, man. I'm losing. But I'm up. I'm up on FanDuel. So fuck with your boy. It's the B-I-G-T-O. Playoffs is real interesting, though. Keep tapping in. And shout out to the NBA, man. Actually, shout out to the Pistons, too, because Pistons, we're going to be in the playoffs next year, man. Draft Jabari Smith or Paolo Banchero. I'm not even mad at Jay Navi. We're going to get there. Shout out to UK Cunningham. Once again, I shouted you out on the pod, pod before. You didn't come up here, you feel me? I'm not going to hold that against you. But please come up here, bro. I really want to talk to you. That's a, you're a real nigga, you feel me? And a nigga don't say please a lot, but that would be nice. You feel me? That would be really nice. All right, so we're going to cover uh, the giveaway winner. Man, a lot of y'all entered the giveaway, and I didn't think a lot of y'all was going to enter it, but I really appreciate it. It made my views go up and everything, and the point of it was just to get some engagement with my fans, but the giveaway winner wins a free merch item and an opportunity to come up here for 10 minutes, you know, talk their shit on the episode, so we're going to announce the, the, 
the giveaway winner. Can I get a drum roll, please? And the giveaway winner is Afi. Afi, if you're watching this, I really didn't want you to win. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I rolled with that bitch like a couple times, and you kept winning. I was like, fuck. The universe wants Afi to win. Afi, you're the winner. I'll get you a piece of the merch when I drop it. And then you feel me? Tap in with me this week. I hope you watched it this far. Because if not, you're not going to know you the giveaway winner. And if you're on retrieving in like two weeks, so let me know that you know that you know you the giveaway winner. You're not going to be the giveaway winner no more. <laughs> so <laughs> tap in. But shout out to Afi. You always support it. You always show love. Love you. Cuzzo. You feel me? Tap in. And no, it was not rigged because I did not want Afi to win. So, so if y'all over here like, damn, Tori, you rigged it so one of your friends could win. You're a cap. You're a cap-ass liar. You feel me? You could get out of here acting like a Gilligan. You feel me? Because I did not try to rig it for her. I did not want Afi to win. Because now I got to sit here and talk to Afi Sky Dizzle. Ooh, let me sip this one more time. Quick life update. The day that this comes out. Actually, at the time that this comes out, I'll be speaking at a graduation. So, update there. I'm going to be speaking at a graduation. So, that's big. Clap it up for Big Toe. You feel me? I'm going to be graduating May 6th at the Breslin Center. So, clap it up for Big Toe. You feel me? I'm in grad school. The guy in grad school is fully paid for it. Clap it up for Big Toe. And look, I didn't think so. I got an assistantship, right? Assistantship covers me going to grad school. It gives me a stipend, takes care of my, you know, everything's paid for. But they let me know. They said, Tori, it's a scholarship worth $25,000 that you can win. Now, I didn't think I was eligible. I didn't think I was eligible because I already had it paid for. But they told me that I am eligible. And not only am I eligible, I'm a front runner to win it. You feel me? So I turned in the application. We're going to hear back from them real soon, but I'll keep y'all updated. I'm probably not going to talk about it if I lose, <laughs> but if I win, y'all will hear about it. You feel me? But thank you. Episode five. It's a milestone episode for sure. And I want to thank all y'all for tapping in. Can't wait till episode 10. Can't wait for us to keep growing the family. If you watched this far, man, send me some feedback on this episode, just the whole series, how it's helped you, how you think it could get better. Love all of y'all. And remember... You can be anyone, everywhere, whoever you want to be. I can be anyone I want to be. You know, you can be whatever. But you can never be your boy. Big Toe. And I'm out. Big Toe.